Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey everyone, Leonard Kim here uh, with another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. Today we have Alicia Marie on the line with us. Uh, she's a comedian based out of Los Angeles, and we're going to be talking about how pop culture integrates into what you're doing so you can become relevant. Uh, before we get into that, Alicia, would you like to take a moment to kind of introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you uh, and how you got into doing what you do now? Yeah. Um, I've always acted ever since I was younger, uh, like my 20s, but then I got into stand-up, um, let's see, like about 10 years ago now, and I've been performing all over California, doing a couple, some headlining gigs and performed at the clubs out here in L.A., and I, I got into it just because I really love like making people laugh and just finding like it's just better than acting. I feel like cause you get to like say your truth about what's going on and just talk about everything. Like talk about pop culture and just be like real. I feel like you can create an influence. People really need like inter- that kind of entertainment too. And it's just a great way to like a great art form to really express yourself. Yeah. You with everything. That. Um, yeah. with like acting, you kind of have to follow a script. The director's kind of running the show, telling you what to do, but with comedy, yeah. you can really be your true authentic self. Yeah. You get to find like, you get to be you and you have to have that confidence to really get up there and just, be be yourself but it's a cross between I feel like theater and like acting because I mean what people understand about stand-up I feel like is too it's like there's a it's not really acting but like you you find like that person that you've always wanted to be and you create that like persona or that character around it you know and then you get to just say, everything you say is the truth, like what you feel. You don't create like like a fake pers- like persona that way, but you create the persona around like who you really are. Yeah, I feel And then you com- get to express your opinions. I feel it's comedy. A lot of like comics who are pretty popular like take from real world experiences, things that they experience firsthand. So it brings uh, that first-hand experience into what they're doing as a craft. Exactly. So, yeah, that gives you a unique uh, career, especially nowadays, since so many people are doing things that they don't like or doing things just for a paycheck and things like that. But you get to be your true, authentic self. So that's a pretty solid thing. It is. It is. Yeah, it's really fun to just get up there and get on the stage and just perform and know that you're doing something that you love and you do, you're not stressed out about yeah, and you're exactly. creating. So I feel like some of those like successful comics, not that I'm anyone like Andrew Dice Clay or anything like that, but they do like create that persona about who they are and that myst- mystique around it. 
I'm a pretty, like for me, I'm a pretty clean comic. Like when I perform, I just like, not like a Christian comic, but like I just clean. I started out clean, so there's no like swear words or anything like that. I just am like, and that's me in general, you know, sort of clean kind of persona, but but around that, I create this character. And, like, I have ADHD, too, so around that, I create, like, a lot of jokes about that or being Jewish. And so I create that persona and that idea, that comedy around those things and create that character. And that's why it's sort of, like, uh, more clean. But And I think the world needs that, too. Like, right now, just that kind of clean, kind of family, kind of entertainment in a way. Yeah, I feel that too. Like, um, I was watching Peacock the other day, and if you remember the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like it was lighthearted, oh yeah, fun and things like that. But uh, have you seen the new Peacock uh, series? I have not yet, but I grew up on the on the eighties girls, so it's like I grew up in the um Gen X, so it's like I grew up um watching the original, and to me, it was just so fun and lighthearted. This one, it's like they took everything and they turned it upside down, which makes yeah. sense. I mean, I I saw the previews for it, you know, and it's like everything about, not to give it away for people who haven't seen it, but it's like everything that, the instead of making it funny that he had to leave, I mean, they took the whole gang violence thing, I think, to a whole nother perspective, you know more serious and sort of deadly. And that's why he had to get out, you know? And that's true, too, but they did it in the 80s way where it's just, like, funny, yeah, which I but... like. But I just can't bring myself to watch the... Even when it first came out, I was like, no, because I know what... It just seems weird to watch it all dra- drama. Yeah, and I think a lot of people nowadays are like dramatizing more things when we look at what's going on in the world as opposed to being lighthearted like they used to be. Yeah, exactly. And I I personally wonder like what kind of impact does that make on pop culture and what people do in the world? Yeah. Like being all serious, you mean, and just being that way? Yeah, it's like a big change from how it was when I was, like, growing up. Yeah. And I feel like it does make a big difference because people are now more going to be more, like, serious about life. And people are wanting that. It's, like, more PC, I guess. Back in the 80s, it was, like, 80s, 90s, that era, it's, like, even the 70s, it was more just fun, lighthearted, but now everyone takes things so seriously, and I feel like, I don't know if it's just, like, the movie, what came first, it's sort of like the chicken or the egg, what came first, but I feel like because of things being more serious in the films and not being allowed to say what you want, you know, in um, even in comedy, there's a thing now. It's like you have to watch what you're saying. And I feel like that's all sort of changing. But, but it's like I think it will start to change more in the next couple of years again. Back to that. But I think 
like when you see more serious films or remakes like that, I think it influences how people think. And it does say a lot about society that they want that. They want something more serious. Even going back and watching the, like the Fresh Prince now or watching some of those 80s sitcoms, you're like, did I really watch that? That's so like cheesy, you know? It's like watching an old film where you're like, well, this is like a home video kind of thing. And now we're more like... I think more about things. Yeah, I would say that's the case. Even with, like, on Nickelodeon, like, some of their shows are pretty dramatic compared to how lighthearted they used to be. Oh, I know. It's like, it's like I remember watching on Nickelodeon, um, like, you can't say that on television or something. It was, like, where kids would just get slimed, like, for no reason. It was, like, a SNL version. It was, like, a kid version of SNL. I remember I would watch it, like, when I was in, like, sixth grade or something. And then if you said the wrong thing, you just got, like, slimed, and that's the kind of thing. I think that's sort of influence. I've always wanted to stand up, and I think watching those kind of things sort of influenced me wanting to do stand-up. Because I remember even in high school, I'd watch, like, SNL and all those things. Or all those shows, and it was just like inspired me to create jokes and write jokes, even though I didn't do it at that time, like stand up. It still inspired me to be like funny, and I think what you watch, and even like on MTV, I mean, talking about MTV when it first came out, you know, it was funny and lighthearted. You had, um, and now you now you just have drama. I mean, you have dramas like you had, um, like um, singled out with Jenny McCarthy, and you had um, all those funny like hosts. Now it's just reality TV. It's all drama based. Yeah, and like think- that one show where people get tattoos uh, for each other. That show's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's like. And I remember it's like when reality TV first started to take over and then what was it like 2000s right after 9-11 and it just I think that changed TV too what people wanted to see and and it wasn't necessarily thinking made people think but it's all drama based and so I think that really influenced pop culture too and it took it people just started to say whatever and that sort of was like changing TV too. It's like I feel like that all sort of changed the the aspect of what people are watching. So even TV, like even something like Young Sheldon, for example, like that's on TV now. It's like you have to. It's not just lighthearted episodes. It's more complete. Whereas, like if you had Who's the Boss back in the day, you know, it was just like funny and then everything was wrapped up in a neat little package in one one episode, and then you never dealt with it again. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, there's drugs. Okay, you know, it's, it can be done in a funny way. But now I think people, because of reality TV, they just they don't want things wrapped up because they know things don't get wrapped up that easy. So you yeah. can never go back to that. They're a lot more serious nowadays. It's kind of insane, and it, 
doesn't really make a lot of sense when we think about it because TV was always meant to be more of an escape, not something that people like kind of dive into. No, absolutely. Yeah, like you go back to like Lucille Ball and I love Lucy back when it first started. It was just like you had like Leave it to Beaver and all those shows. It was really, when you look at what was going on in the world at the time, it doesn't make sense. People wanted to watch all that to escape and to a different reality, right? It's like it was made for that. It was made for that reason to really just, to like, because I think some of it was during, you know, the Korea War, Vietnam, you know, you had MASH and all those things that were on back then that were just really meant to make you look funny and now, or just to be funny, so you didn't have to think about life. But now, it's like there's no escaping it. Even during stand-up, it's like there are some stand-up comedians where it's just like they... T- not even about well it is about being funny but at the same time if you're too funny it's just like no you know it's just like Dave Chappelle or something for example like with his Netflix special that he had where they were like you know you can't talk about those things and he's like yeah I can and I will you know and people I think that's where things will start to change he'll be for him standing up for those to be funny and not have to be PC. Because even people like, um, like, um, like prior doing stand up back in the day or all those like really, um, big comics that performed in the 70s and 60s, they would never fly today because they took the serious topics and made it like funny without worrying have to be about PC, you know? And I feel like that's, it's important to not have to be censored. Yeah. I, go up on. St- like one of the things for comedy is by talking about the uh, real topics you're able to like bridge the gap into them because you're bringing a comedic way and a non-offensive way to allow these topics to kind of be discussed. But with how people yeah. are acting nowadays, it's kind of closing that gap. Because they want to be like, oh no, you got to cancel that. You got to cancel this person because they said that. And but I think comedians are standing up to that. Like, because of like, People like Dave Chappelle, they're just like all of a sudden standing up for their truth, for their truth, and not backing down. And it's like, okay, um, they're gonna let's do do this. And I think people are gonna realize that they can be be funny and give them permission to laugh. Because right now it's just like all about gotta cancel that person out. And I think since we have people standing up, literally standing up for that and just making jokes about it, is this going to be a good, like, step into that? I think we're going to see a switch back to those those days again where it's not so serious, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now. I think we do need to lighten up and laugh instead of 
being like censored. And so I think stand up comics are going to take that like center stage again. Yeah, it's definitely been a troublesome time for a lot of people out there who are trying to speak their truth. And with cancel culture and everything, it's definitely an incentive way for a group of people to really go out there and uh, address someone because you're taking their entire livelihood and you're like tossing it around and being like a bully at scale. Anyways, it's about time for us to hop off to a commercial break. Where can people okay. find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Silly Anti Sissy. And um, I have my podcast, Silly Anti Sissy Radio Theater. Um, that's everywhere podcasters seen. Also, Instagram, Silly Anti Sissy. Cool. And you can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter. And we'll be back after this commercial break. sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. The Soul Connection with Dr. K is a forum of expert guests coming together to showcase holistic lifestyles and spiritual connections. Host Christy Ann Lefferts, also known as Dr. K, will speak with authors, medical professionals, leaders in faith and business, and other national figures who will share stories, advice, expertise, and testimonials of faith. Get ready to feed your soul. Tune in for The Soul Connection, live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, or listen on your time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel we don't follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel this is grow your influence tree to reach leonard kim or his guest call into the program at 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. 
Hey everyone, Lenny Kim here with Alicia Marie. Uh, we've been talking a lot about what's been going on in the world with pop culture and comedy and so forth. Um, Alicia, do you think that comedy plays an influence on like what goes on in the world? Yeah, I really do. I mean, I really do feel like it does play that influence because I feel like you can, um, like comedians can get up there and talk about it and help you understand and make sense of things, like make sense of the war or with COVID. I mean, I saw that, you know, like with a lot of comics still doing comedy during COVID, whether it was like virtual or not, you know, I feel like they still got up there and made jokes about it to help make people feel safe or funny, make funny jokes about what was happening, even with the war, you know, in um, Russia with that. I mean, I feel like you can just, gives people permission to laugh and feel, and it helps you understand. Like, I do, like, jokes about, because I have ADHD and stuff, I make jokes about, like, having ADHD and being, like, Jewish a lot. And I talk about pop culture because I love that. But then also I talk about, like, being different, like, being different because I have ADHD and I feel like that can make people feel like have an understanding. I think that's what comedy is good for too and influence people to understand that not everyone is the same and that also um, just to like give people, like we were talking in the last segment, you know, give people that permission to laugh about themselves or the situations and that we don't have to take it Seriously, and I think that's the responsibility of comics now, too, just be like, hey, lighten up, people. This is, like, important to... It's okay to laugh. <laughs> and I think it all started with the whole movement back in the... the movement, like, uh, about a year ago, um, when everyone just started canceling every little thing, you know? And I think it's a comic's responsibility to get in there and say, you know what? hey, we're going to laugh at this. We don't have to take it so seriously. That's what we need right now. Yeah, you can definitely see um, that. <clears throat> um, with, like, everything that's going on in the world, I mean, we have a pandemic, we have inflation, we have a war that's right? going I mean, gas prices are going insane. All this crazy stuff is happening. And I feel a lot of people are, like, shaken up by all that. No, it is, and you need to be able to go in there and just laugh and have permission to instead of, I think, like, with, even with Trump and all that, it's like people just got too serious and everything, and now I think it's time to just laugh and bring yourself to be funny, and you can, I've heard some good jokes about inflation, you know, inflation, why we're inflating and what to what to do, like, when the end of the world happens, you know, and just be like, yeah, hey, I can laugh at this. I don't have to watch the news 24-7 just to, I can feel good. It's okay, even though there's trauma to, like, and even not, I think it's important to even, to not talk about pop culture stuff. I mean, in terms of, like, the comedy all the time, you can find your, like, character and, you can do, like, things, um, just talk about, like, things that divide people. Like, I'll talk about being, Jew like, Jew and Jewish, and I'll be like, you know, my bubby would say, you know, 
oh, it's like not all Jewish boys are nice. You know, you can't have like a nice. Everyone deserves like a nice Jewish boy. And I was like, well, my Bubby was saying not all Jewish guys are nice. And I was like, Bubby, what about Zadie? You know, and she's like, yeah, not all Jewish guys are nice. And it's like, <laughs> but and I was like, but. Zadie, and it's like, no, Zadie is basically an old Jewish guy, if you don't know. But it's like, and Bubby is an old Jewish woman. So it's like, I think those kind of things can bring people together and just laugh at that. And by the way, it's like, oh, Jews are not, um, with, I don't know, it's just like with, and I don't even know why I say like about Jewish people, it's like, when I think about them dying, it's like good do the sign of the cross, like Catholics, and I'm not even Catholic. So it's like instead, like I think Jews should just like do the Star of David as like Catholics do the the cross. But then I realize it takes too long, and your people are going to think you're hitting on them at the funeral. So it's like, yeah, it's not. I mean, those kind of things. I think it's okay to laugh at and just. I think people talking about the cultures like that can bring people together too. And then, like I said, I have ADHD and it's just, I find it funny to do my like Jewish character and ADHD character to really help people understand yeah. the world. And then you can mix in pop culture into that. So how do you do that? I think like, as a character, like, I'll talk about, like, like, I'll talk about, like, with my character, I'll be like, well, you know, like, I'm from, I'm from New York, and I'm here, like, I'm living my life here, but you know what's going on in the world, like, all I want to, it's like, with all this talk about nuclear war, and the COVID and everything, all I want to do is, like, eat a, ba eat a bagel, you know, I just want some and smear. You know, and me a nice Jewish guy, even though my bubby says no, you know, it's like they're not all good. I'm still looking, you know, even though the world's going to end, it's like, hey, I can get out there and sort of look, you know, I can, even though I might be literally ghosted when I'm I'm talking to somebody, you know, hey, I'm still out there doing it because all you can do is like live your life, you know. So yeah. I think you can still do it in terms of the character and create that character and still talk about and I still think you should still talk about the your like the pop culture and make things relevant because people understand that and that's universal right I mean you can talk about all those things and people in Japan are going to understand that and people in China you don't want to mix or in like Russia or Ukraine you know they're going to understand all that stuff I don't think if you want to be a successful comedian, I don't think you want to just talk about one thing that's so particular in your area, like in LA and like, Oh, gas prices are $10, you know, a gallon in Beverly Hills. You can make that funny, but I think you want to do it in a broader sense so you can relate to everybody. Yeah. That makes know? sense. And I mean, when you kind of look at things, I mean, gas prices, some places are like four and five bucks. So if you take the $10 approach, you're only really talking to like one small area of people. Yeah. And that's good. If you're in like, you're performing at the club in LA and that's only people, it's like, you know, your audience. So you can say, 
that, but then you can take it broader, you know, to that. You can talk about why is it 10 bucks, you know. It's like I might as well just, like, walk or something. You know what I mean? You can make that funny, but I think it's better to just go to the more universal level. So I think that's everybody's goal to keep it. And even like we were talking about earlier, it's like about, um, like, the truth and just saying, like, the truth of what's going on. I think you can still do that in a character. You know, you can still find your persona and have that ADHD character or that Jewish character or whatever you want to do. Tough, like, tough character and still be yourself and get up there and just entertain people. I can definitely see that. Um, especially right now with everything that's going on, I think a lot of people are looking for ways to go and escape. But I think it's extremely limited for them to really find things where they can just because of how, um, like we mentioned earlier, a lot of uh, shows and everything have turned out to kind of become nowadays. Um, what oh, do you yeah. think is going to be like the bridge that kind of gaps that back together? Well, I think the bridge to just create this more funny. I think it's just real, just doing it and realizing like it's okay to be funny and like doing more like. I mean, I like talking about like the '80s and everything and making it fun, making it funny or Gen X stuff and taking mm-hmm. that perspective and making it funny. Like, like oh my god, okay, like. I'm like going to this, like going to the store today, and like, oh my god, like and that's how we all talked in the '80s. Like, yeah, like let's like do it, and like bringing like my '80s girl. Well, like, oh my god, like have you heard about gas prices like being so up? Like, I remember back in the day, like when they were only like like three dollars, and then you can have like time to go to the Gap and get like your jeans too. Like now, like you have to decide, like. So I went like gas or like food or, you know, like, but the eighties are like so fun. So you can bring that eighties character into it all and just talk like that and entertain people. I think that's the clue to bring it back to being more entertaining and then you can still influence people. I think it's up to comedians to really take it to that next level and just being entertaining. And I think we're on the verge of that. Um, just because of like people like Dave Chappelle or and I don't even want to talk about it much but just like with the whole Chris Rock thing I mean him standing up to that and saying it's okay to like just be yourself and not having to totally apologize you know what I mean I feel like I think that's the thing with the stand up I think that's like one of the things that will change and just comedians taking that power and saying we're going to do it. And then the club managers and the bookers saying, yeah, like letting people do their thing. And I think we can change that too, because as the society changes, it's like, it's like art imitating life in a way, but art can change that too. Like the way people think. So I think it's up to the community just to take their power and start to just do it in a different way. And that everyone will start to follow. Yeah, so I mean, influence. Notice about Chris Rock is like his ticket sales for his tour that he's doing has gone up significantly. Right? No, yeah, 
No, absolutely. And I feel like that's a good sign for all comics, too. And I mean, I think he has a moment to really influence as a comedian to influence and sort of change the way people think about comedy. And I think other comics can do that, too. All of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute, we have that freedom to change. It's a moment in time right now. And I feel like that... In COVID, I think everyone's breaking out of COVID and just wanting to have fun so we can bring the like that mentality back. Like in the 70s, you're out of the war and everything. I think, you know, Vietnam had ended and then the 80s was all about fun. And I think we're at that moment in time where we can change. And I think comics will step up to that and say, you know what? take advantage of this moment here. I mean, just listening to comics online, like in the last week or so now, it's like the last few days, I think they're ready just to like, no hold bars, just say it all. Yeah. And do it. And it'll be interesting when Chris Rock does sort of have his routine, you know, and like uses that maybe a little bit to be funny, you know? It's not him totally, but I think if he doesn't, then other comics will too, and just take advantage of that situation. Not even just talk about it, but, like, take advantage of it to be more real. And it helps to know when you have the club. So I think this is a moment right now, like, we can influence the world and change and just be funny. Especially coming out of COVID, too. I think people are ready, like, to just looking for fun. I think the audiences are looking for fun too and wanting to laugh with that. Like a lot of people have been like cooped up at home for so long that they're just looking for kind of do. Yeah. Now it's like, Oh, not over, but it's here. It's like the roaring twenties, you know, back in the twenties or it's like right after that, the 1918 Spanish flu thing that happened. Then it's like, it was time to really get out there and just be like to be and live. And I think that's where we're at now and everything's sort of living up to that moment, you know, and people are just going crazy and doing, just going willy nilly. Like we like saw at the Oscars too, but I feel like it's just like people are going willy nilly, but it's just like, but now we can channel that as comics and be like, you know what? You don't have to go sideways. We have this time to just be funny and be like, not prudent, not prudent, not prudent to be like crazy, you know, crazy. Not at this time. We're going to be funny. Hooray. You know, yeah. we get to be like funny gap girls or like the comedy I grew up in with Adam Sandler in the eighties watching SNL. I think it's the moment of time for who's a comedian that I always forget his name. Who's now dating um, Kim Kardashian? Um, oh, Pete something. Yeah, Pete Davidson. Yeah, it's like I'm late on the. I didn't watch him on SNL because sometimes I feel like that's not funny. But I think his brand of comedy is like, from what I can see, he's just a goofball. And I think it's his moment now, and I think that's going to usher in a new era of comedy. I'm interested yeah. to see what he's going to do. It definitely could. Um, well, it's about time for us to hop off to another commercial. Okay. Uh, where could people find you again? Yes, uh, on Twitter at Silly Auntie Sissy, and on uh, Instagram at Silly Auntie Sissy, and YouTube too, Silly Auntie Sissy. 
there's a theme. Cool, and you can find me at Mr. Lion Kim on Twitter, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And get Amplified. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business, and the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel with a replay on Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey everyone, Leonard Kim here with Alicia Marie, and uh, Alicia is about to do a very special thing for us. Uh, she's going to break into character and show one of our her community moments with us. Uh, Alicia, would you like to take it from here? Sure. Like, okay, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, like <laughs> awesome, like totally rad, man. Like, um, would be like totally prudent. Yeah, uh, I have so like I have ADHD. And I have ASD and LSD, I mean, LD, sorry. Yeah, like, but I don't know if you guys have, like, ever met, like, people with 
ADHD? You probably have, yeah. But like, it's like two people talking. It's like, yeah, okay, now. That's a whole conversation. It's like, uh, who's on first conversation, okay? And it's like, dating with ADHD is really hard, too. Because like, I realized, like, I'm talking about in my head, I'm thinking when I'm on a date, I'm like, well, what's going to, what's going to happen now? Like, what am I going to have for dinner? What's going to happen tomorrow? What what about my kids? Oh, wait, I don't have kids. Yeah. But then I'm thinking, wait, what's his name again? And then I never hear from him again because, and I, I realized I've been ghosted before ghosting was even a thing. Yeah, that's like true. So it's like, Gen X has that. We have, I have ghosting, ghosting before ghosting is a thing. So I'll take that millennials. Gen Xers are really cool. We got, yeah, like we understand ghosting before you even made it a thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, for real. Like that's, it's true. But, and also like when you date someone with ADHD, like be prepared to go on like extreme dating because you're going to go high high diving, you're going to go skydiving, you're going to go to Vegas, you're going to go on private jets, join the Highland Mile Club. Basically, what I'm saying is, like, you're going to go bankrupt. That's the thing. Dating someone with ADHD is just going to get you bankrupt, but it'll be fun. Like, like I said, you can join the Mile High Club, you can do a lot of fun things. It's like, oh my god, like, totally fun. But you're just going to, at the same time, sort of just get get frustrated, but remember the good times, yeah. And and uh, I'm part along with being Jewish, I'm uh, or being having ADHD like that. I'm also part Jewish and Catholic, so I. The thing about being Jew- Jewish is, I always wanted a nice Jewish guy and just like have like nice food have like bagels and smears and have a nice Friday night dinner with people and just have a lot of fun. But it's my Bubby always said, not all Jewish boys are nice. Like I said earlier, you know, and by the way, I don't know why I think like all uh, Jewish people are from New York. It's like, there are Minnesota Jews, don't you know, but it just sounds sexier, right? From New York, like a New York Jew. It's like, Oh my God. It's like, so that's the kind of guy that you want with that kind of accent. And it's just, so then it just makes you think you can have that bagel and smears and get everything you want from the guy, the guy and have a nice like Saturday morning after synagogue and stuff. But it's just too much. My mom always said, it's like that you're going to have, and they were hippies by the way. So I'm it's like, I'm basically an hippie, like uh hippie. It's like have to have to have Catholic, the devil inside of you, stuff like that. You know, it is what it is. Cause it's like too much, but, um, the Eddie, everything is just crazy insane in the world right now. So that's why I just figured I'm going to focus on being like having a nice Jewish guy even though my bubby always said no. Nah, no, Jewish boys are nice. I've been, we, we Jews, we have like, um, we have uh, like J-Wed. That's the focus for Jews. It's like get married. You have a kid, you, have, you get married, you have a kid, and that's it. It's like the, the Christians, they have like J, um, Christian mingle. It's all about mingling and having fun. No, 
Jews, we take it seriously. You got to have a matchmaker. You got to do what you're going to do and just be serious about it all. There's no fun in dating. Though, I think my Bobby's right. It's like, even with the Jews, it's like the Jewish boys, it's like, maybe it's like you're going to go on this site and one of those sites, maybe you don't want to go on at one o'clock in the morning and try to flirt because you're even with the lawyers and not all going to be nice boy, nice boys. And I don't even know why I say boys. I mean, I do want a man. So it's like, maybe I should look, maybe I'm looking in the wrong places. I got to get a nice, like Italian guy where it's all like macho and in your face. That's like, and they're going to be a man with it all instead of, you know. Because I think that's what we need right now, just to be, grown, to be grown up and be, like, real with everything that's going on in the world. We just got to, like, man up, woman up, whatever. I know it's not right to say man up because it's not PC, but who cares about PC right now? We just got to be, like, in the moment, you know? And it's like... um. It's got to be so in the moment, and it's like even thinking about, and I don't want to say it, but it's like even thinking about, like, the whole thing that happened. I'm not going to bring it up. I didn't want to bring it up, but, like, with the whole thing with the Academy Awards, I know everyone was watching it and everything, but it's like with that, it's like he was laughing first, you know, so it's like... And then his wife got that look, and it's like, okay, we all know who wears the pants in the family. So it's like, bad boy, bad boys. What you going to do when they come for you? Finally, you know? So that's the thing right there. It's just like, got to keep it uh, gotta keep it real and realize it's okay to laugh and be who you want to who you wanna be. But I don't have, speaking of being single, it's like I don't have kids or anything right now, but I do have a... And niece, and when she was born, I went, I went up to see my brother, and I brought little treats for the dog and everything. And I said, "This is the kind of auntie I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be that auntie that just spoils her rotten, and just brings her candy and gives her gum and gives her all these things." And then I thought about it for a second, and I was like, "You know what? What do I have to prove?" I'm like, I'm the only one. She's stuck with me. I can be whoever I want to be. I can, I don't have to be sweet because I'm all she's got and all my glory. It's like, it's just me, kid. Sorry about your luck. But, but no, seriously, I'll spoil her. I'll spoil her and give her everything that she, that she wants. Cause that's what aunties do, right? They just, they, they give their nieces everything. I always wanted to be a parent, but hey, it wasn't in the car. So now I got a niece to just spoil rotten. And when her parents say no, I get to say yes. Because that's what aunties do. It's like, or uncles, it's like, you don't have to worry. You can say, hey, she's being a brat. Take her back. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. It's like, you know what? She does something bad, poops in the diaper, give her back to the parents. You don't have to worry about it. And you get the, you get the fun times. So it's better to be an aunt than be a parent. That's my advice. Find an aunt, uh, a kid, and just like, and be an auntie or whatever. You get to enjoy. It. It's better than even being a grandparent because you don't have to be the stress of being a, mo- uh, a mother or or anything. So, hey, 
I'll be, I think I would make a great, on another note, I feel like I'd make a great step, stepmom. I wouldn't be that wicked, like, step parent, you know? I'd be like the one. As long as you're a nice, I want to say, as long as you're a nice Jewish boy with kids, I'll take, I'll take it, you know? Or a man. No kids. Because that's illegal. Not going under 18. <laughs> Seriously. I know. It's like... I'm not going to, I'm going to be all PC, you know, it's like, I'm not going to be PC, but not, not, it's like, I'm not going to hit on, I'm not going to make the guys all awkward by hitting on them, like at the Oscars, no, I'm not going to do it because I don't want someone hitting on me and whistling, but you know, like, oh my God, okay, they did that in the 80s, like they could whistle at you and get away with it, I say bring back those days. I don't mind a whistle because it sort of makes you feel like, oh, my God, okay. Like, good about yourself. Like, you look in the mirror and you're like, I'm good enough because I got that whistle. Now, what are you going to do when you feel like you want, like, to feel good about yourself? There's nothing to do because it's too PC in the world. So, yeah. So, I'm going to go and, like, make some bagel and smears and, uh, Binge watch some old eighty TV shows like Singled Out and that's my plan for today and like and go on like J Wed. Maybe the next time I talk to you guys I'll be married, engaged. Oh, by the way, talking about I gotta say this, talking about engaged. So I know it was just Saint Patty's Day and everything and um uh, a, a few weeks ago now, but uh, I made some Irish box tea and everything. I made this Irish box tea, which basically is just Jewish potato pancakes, right? But um, but they're really good. And the legend says with that is that um, you can, if you make the Irish box tea, that you're going to be engaged. You're going to meet the right man. If you don't know how to make it, then you're out. You know, you're um, not. You're not going to meet anybody. So it's like I made it, and then all of a sudden I was engaged, and the start guys started engaging me and asking me like stuff. Well, engaged does mean talking, right? They talk to you. All of a sudden, making the Irish boxing, all the guys started talking to me. Yeah, I know that's a thinker. Five years from now, you're gonna say, "Oh yeah, I get that joke." Yeah, but um, I do like bad boys. I think that's another reason why I'm single. You know, because. Um, I like that guy, guys with accents too. You know, it's like an English guy, give me a nice, a guy with an English accent can say anything they want. You know, like, like, oh my God, like, would you like a cup of tea? Would you like to come to my house? I know it's three in the morning, but come to my house. Yes, with the English accent. Yes, I will, you know, anything, Italiano. Oh, my dear, come to my house and we'll have some nice spaghetti and we'll talk all night. Yes, yes. But a guy like from like like no offense to anyone, but it's like a guy from Oklahoma is saying, "Would you like?" Or even that, you know, a guy from Oklahoma like, "Well, you want to go mud, go mudding, and what do some mudding, and it'll be so much fun. We'll have a six pack of Coors Light, and that sounds exotic. But just a regular person, it's like, would you like to come to my house at three in the morning? Yeah, no, creepy, not gonna happen." But give me a bad boy with an accent, for sure. So, But I think that's another way, not me and my soulmate. I'm looking in all the right places. 
and I misinterpret things. So, oh my God, okay? Like, I'm not going to interpret things no more and um, misinterpret. And even though the world's going to end soon, I think I'm going to have some fun and go go on J-Wed. That way I won't have to be married for him too long. Just a few days. That's good. All right. Thanks for listening and have a great, uh, great rest of your day. And remember, don't, I'm not cool, but I can be like, oh my God, okay? Because, uh, like, oh my God, okay, the 80s were fun and let's bring that back, man. But, um, uh, I can say about that, like, I was in a hostel one time and the guys were, I was talking to this guy, and I was like, chat me up. And he was like, you know that means, like, flirt. And then he showed me his ring, and I was like, I'm trying to be cool. I'm sorry, I'm not cool. But that changed it. So don't be cool when you're not. Nice. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, what an amazing segment. People who are (laughs) able to witness that in person are definitely going to be laughing a lot. Um, where can people find you again in case they want to book your show or get to know you more? For sure. Uh, I can see once you do the ages, you can't stop. Uh, Twitter, um, Twitter at SillyAntiSissy and on Instagram on SillyAntiSissy. Awesome. And you can email, you can email me there and book me. (laughs) Awesome. And you can always find me at Mr. Leonard Kim. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.